Thank you for downloading this podcast hosted by the Cambridge MBA on the New Game blog. Today we have Creston Book, investor of 88 miles per hour, a tech accelerator that invests in startups focused on Africa's emerging tech market. Thanks for uh, spending time with us, Creston. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. First, Creston, what is 88 miles per hour? How does the accelerator work? So it works very similar to uh, the accelerators in the UK, like US, um, so the Y Combinator Techstar uh, model. So we, uh, we have an application phase. Uh, we invest typically fifteen dollars to $50,000 into uh, startups that focus on emerging market, either from Africa, but it could also be from the US, uh, UK, um, India. We had a lot of application from from these places last time, and they come to uh, to Africa either at our hub in um, Cape Town or our hub in Nairobi, and we they run through like the three month standard accelerator program with mentorship, and we plug them into the local network business network here, uh, and also a thing we do slightly different from from US uh, accelerators is that we bring a lot of. Um, experienced people to work with the startups full-time for three months. So this program, we had 10 entrepreneurs and residents. And we do that because we know that there is not the same experience uh, like building tech companies here in Africa as obviously there is in the U.S. I mean, there's a long history. Uh, I mean, Silicon Valley is old uh, compared to Africa, where you only now have seen in the last, you know, two three years, people have been experienced the internet over their mobile phones. How do you select the startups for your accelerator program? Yeah, so we have a, a application process where each uh, potential startup entrepreneur fills out a questionnaire. So it's not a business plan, but more like a questionnaire. And we then, on our online platform, we engage them with different questions. Um, if we like what they reply, we we take a Skype call with them or a meeting. That's normally normally based on that. We make a decision to put money into them or not. How important is it uh, to have, say, a good team for the startup who apply to the accelerator uh, versus, say, having an interesting business idea? As though, as we invest so early, so we invest pre-revenue and pre-traction, mm-hmm. then you don't really have a real business to look at. So as you say, you can you can look at the idea, um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, a lot of people have normally the same ideas. So it it comes down to will these people or this team be able to uh, execute this idea, and as you as you know that. Some ideas normally change when you start hitting the market. You get other ideas or, it, you know, it, the idea changes. So it's a lot about do you believe in these people have the staying power and the ability to maneuver uh, and actually come on top and you know, build a business. Um, so, yeah, the team is, is, as we say, the team is 90%, the idea is 10 something like that. Mm. What do you see as the biggest barriers in terms of starting a business in South Africa? The market here in terms of, especially in terms of angel financing, is it's very tough. It's uh, like in the U.S. that the, the people who fund early stage startups are normally people as angels who have exited or who understands this tech space very well. 
Now, obviously, the the, the tech space being so um, young here, you don't have these people who have exited and so on. So it's very hard to find angels that understands the space. And therefore, it's very hard for the entrepreneur because he, he might meet investors. But these investors are, have invested in brick and mortar and don't really understand the tech space, which means that it's very far apart. And normally, they're just wasting each other's time. So the lack of uh, angel funding and angels is a big, uh, makes it very tough for these, for these uh, startups to get off the ground and get their initial, initial financing. Obviously, we can help there a bit. But still, we are looking to get angels into the second round after they come out of the accelerators. So we we see ourselves trying really hard to promote investing in tech startups and trying to get either foreign angels to come in or at least try to educate the investors here um, to invest in tech and try to, to them to understand what it means to invest in in technology companies. In terms of um, the education of angel investors in, in tech in, in Africa, what would be the main misconception that they have? I mean, what, what separates like the mobile web or the, the tech space is that you're, you're actually trying to do you know, a different business model or do a new business where there's no real history. Where if you're doing a restaurant or doing other brick and mortar, it's a proven, totally proven business model with some very uh, proven matrix. So it's projecting is projecting is much easier. There's no market risk. So, <clears throat> but also there's no scalability. So the, the the complicated thing for the investors to to grasp is of course that. You're kind of investing, as you also say, we're investing in the team, not in like a real business. Um, also, how do, you, how do you actually value this business? Because as it's very scalable, it will probably seem very expensive, uh, even though if you don't have any revenue. So, you know, why is the startup asking for this high valuation when basically it has made no money? Uh, so, yeah, it's quite... Um, yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite difficult as, as you can imagine. It's a bit like, I guess, you know, when, when you come and try to explain to your parents, uh, about your tech idea and why evaluation should be a million dollars, uh, they will also just look at you and think you're like a bit crazy. So I think it's the same kind of, kind of thing play out here. What are the common mistakes made by startups in Africa? The, the mistakes are very much the same as, as, for the all entrepreneurs, uh, I think here maybe actually what has a quite bad influence of entrepreneurs here is that they are reading too much uh, TechCrunch uh, and U.S. tech blogs because they you know they think that that the VC and funding market is the same as in the U.S. So they I think a lot of the ideas they have is actually way too advanced for the market here. Instead of trying to make a Foursquare using SMS, uh, you know, there is far more um, interesting problems to solve that is actually far easier to monetize. So I feel one of the mistakes is actually that they are maybe a bit ahead of the market in a lot of cases. I mean, normally you say, for instance, in e-commerce that 
it's only when people have really been online for five years that e-commerce will start picking up. Uh, and in a lot of African countries, I mean, in South Africa, definitely we're seeing some really strong progress on e-commerce. But a lot of the, for instance, the Kenyan market, it's quite slow in picking up because it's about trust uh, and so on. So if I should say something specific for this market is maybe I feel that the entrepreneurs is a bit uh, a bit ahead of the game in terms of any way the ideas uh, are concerned. But in terms of mistakes, it's like, it's, you know, it's the classical mistake all entrepreneurs uh, uh, are making. Creston, Google is a main sponsor of 88 miles per hour. What is their involvement? Yeah, so uh, 88 actually started in Nairobi and one of the, and we met Google up in Nairobi and they liked like what we were doing up there. So they invited us to come down to take over their Obono program here in Cape Town. And uh, so they, their involvement is that when they, here they had already built up a very good uh, mentor network. Um, so, they, so they helped us with money, but also helped us with, uh, with, uh, with their network. And also the, uh, the head of Google uh, for entrepreneurship here in, in Africa, she travels Africa a lot, and she's they've done a lot of tech sponsorships, tech hub sponsorship all over Africa. So obviously, she also knows a lot about what's going on in the other African uh, countries, and we kind of like we share and tap into each other's network. Um, and then actually, also Google for Entrepreneurs has picked up this. Um, it's called uh, I think it's called Black Box. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a program where we, 88 miles per hour, can send uh, one of our teams to go to Silicon Valley for 14 days. It's an initiative for, uh, Google is making, Google for entrepreneurs. And we are one of the accelerators who have gotten that opportunity. And again, that's also so we can actually bring, uh, bring a team um, to go over to uh, Silicon Valley for 14 days and meet a lot of cool people there and get a lot of help. So. Yeah, it's 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 obviously it's obviously great for us to have Google as as kind of like a partner mm-hmm. and working with them uh, to help the startups. Is there one or two um, startups that you thought you think would be quite interesting to share their story? Yeah, I think um, actually what the startups we've had the most like traction with is actually both in the um, in the financial space. Um, so one is quite interesting. Uh, it's, um, it's a service that, so everything here in Africa is prepaid. There's no postpaid, um, uh, mobile phone subscription or there is, but it's very few. And, uh, so my, but Africa was born prepaid. But so one, one service, one startup is doing is that it allows, uh, a prepaid customer to actually borrow a bit of airtime. So if you ran out, run out of airtime, um, you can still make a couple of calls. You borrow a bit of airtime to make a couple of calls. Next time you top up, that will then be taken off uh, your, your balance. Uh, so it's a, basically borrowing airtime. And for that, the user pays a small fee. We have a company who's, uh, who's doing that for, for mobile operators. And that is an uh, is a very successful uh, successful business model here in Africa, and it's funny enough a business model that we think 
will go from Africa and actually to Europe. Uh, this company has actually signed a company in Europe because Europe, I don't know so much about the U.S., but the U.S. has also has prepaid. And in Europe, actually, prepaid is growing. I don't know if it's the same in U.S. So you're actually seeing um, this service could potentially be exported to Europe from Africa. And that makes it kind of interesting, I think. Um, so that, that company is doing well. Another company that is doing really well is uh, receivables financing. So if you're a small SME in Africa and you have sent an invoice to a very to a big corporation, then these big corporation can normally take up to 90 days to pay their bills. So obviously, if you're quite small, it's hard to, how do you bridge that gap? And there, so one of our startups called Apex Peak has built a platform where you can, um, as an investor, you can invest in invoices that is issued from SMEs to, um, to big uh, corporation. And that can be quite lucrative because the interest rates in these markets are insanely high. Uh, it's, a, it's a completely different story from Europe and the U.S., so, so there's a great opportunity there, and that company has raised financing um, actually from from Asia. Um, so, so these these two companies probably are the ones with the highest potential. But then we also have a, like a Spotify for East Africa and a couple of others that is doing well. But um, the ones with the potential of being in you know hundred million dollars to a billion dollar companies is is probably these two. Creston, you've got a wide range of interests uh, in Africa, from whether it's 88 miles per hour. You, uh, I noticed you've got a, been involved in a football team as well. Uh, how did you get interested in Africa, and is there something that ties all your interests together? Um, actually, I never thought that I would set my foot in Africa uh, before I went to, I went to uh, Stanford in 2009 for like a small course, and there I met... Um, Head of product for a company called Safaicom in Kenya. It's the biggest mobile operator there, and he was telling me a bit about uh, you know, the tech scene and what was going on with the mobile money in 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 Kenya. And he invited me down to to have a look at it. And you know, then I went down to visit him, and and then kind of like the whole excitement and the whole you can you can just feel it. Things are really growing. And there's a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement. And I felt that if I was going to do some seed investing, um, I, I should probably do it here. Also, because the 10 years perspective on Africa is much more interesting, I think, than the 10 years perspective for mobile services in the U.S. and Europe. So, uh, so as this is a you know long-term play then um, I decided that uh, it made sense for me to, to go to Africa. And the football team, what, what was that? Yeah, so <clears throat> like my history as an entrepreneur is actually, it's, it's, it has been around sports. So I've done sports betting. I own a big football media site in Denmark. I've done detailed football statistics. Um, so, the, so a lot of the things is surrounded by football, also played a lot, so... My partner in my media site in Denmark, we, when we were down in Kenya, we, we, uh, we got approached by, by a quite cool guy to, that wanted us to put a bit of money into, uh, into an academy. Um, and then we thought for these academy players to have something to play with, we also needed a higher ranking team. So we bought a first division team 
that is now we're trying to see if we can play up into the best league. So I wouldn't say it's a pure for money investment. Uh, I think I can, don't remember if it was Branson who said, if you want to make a million dollar company, then get a like, then be a billion dollar company and invests in football airlines or fancy restaurants. That's the way to lose money. So I, I don't, I don't suspect that this football team investment will be like a massive success uh, on, on, on the financial scale anyway. Very good, Creston. Thanks very much for giving me uh, your time and for giving uh, our readers, our listeners, an insight into the exciting world that's Africa Tech. Thank you very much, Brandon. And I also want to say good luck for the football team as well. Yeah, thank you very much. We need it. <laughs>